Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 375. Click the visor down and focus forward. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Ari Leyendijk Jr. Ari, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yeah, most definitely, always. All right, great. Ari Leyendijk Jr. is a race car driver who has an Indianapolis 500 start to his credit and has competed in four seasons of Indy Lights. He was named the most popular driver for four consecutive years and has competed in sports car racing, driving at Daytona Prototype in the 24 Hours of Daytona and the GT2 class in the 12 Hours of Sebring. He's competed in off-road racing and stadium super trucks and he owns and operates his own team, the TORC Series Driving, a Pro 2 class sponsored by Hostile Wheels, having recently grabbed a bronze at X Games in the off-road truck discipline. And his father is that two-time Indianapolis 500 winner, Ari Leyendijk, who's also been a guest here on Cars Yeah. So Ari, I told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a, a brief moment here and share a little bit more about your life around racing, cars, and your passion for automobiles? Well, obviously, you know, growing up in a racing family uh, with my dad and, and traveling to all the races as a, as a kid, you just, you know, are immersed in the car world and, and in the racing community. So for me, it's always been natural to be around cars and, and to have that passion uh, from a young boy. So when I was nine years old, I started karting already, and uh, that just kind of ignited, you know, the, the fuel. And uh, basically, it hasn't gone out since, you know, 34 now. Uh, racing and off-road and kind of changed my my path my career a little bit and i'm loving it well off-road is a, a pretty specific and wild and crazy way to drive a car definitely different than the open wheel and the sports car driving that you had before i get into some of my questions what's the biggest thing that you had to adjust to to go from open wheel and pavement driving to off-road racing and driving in the dirt well, I think the biggest thing, I mean, obviously, it's, com- well, it's completely different. I mean, you have uh, from asphalt to dirt, there's so many different things with dirt. It's uh, ever-changing. The condition of the track is, is interesting. There's different types of dirt, so you have to learn how to drive on tacky, on loose dirt, on hard-packed dirt. Obviously, the big biggest thing is probably jumping, jumping a truck, getting the attitude of the truck correct in the air, uh, anticipating how you're going to land, 
positioning the truck a certain way so when you land that you're on the gas and in, into the apex. So it's just kind of, it's just a whole different world. And that's, I think that's really what sort of reinvigorated my career because it was so different than anything that I've ever done. It's almost like I've had to relearn a lot of the simple things uh, when it comes to the fundamentals of driving an off-road vehicle. And that's pretty cool because you just, you know, you go from, you know, driving over a wheel your whole life and sports cars and everything that a driver does in every one of those cars is pretty much the same. But then when you get an off-road truck, the basics are there, but there's a lot of things added in as well. Oh, I can't even imagine. It must be absolutely crazy. And the idea of flying a vehicle through the air as part of the racing adventure that you're having has got to be absolutely crazy and wild. But we're going to hear more about this as we move through. But I always like to start by asking my guests for some kind of a success quote or a mantra. It's it's something perhaps that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. I always like to say it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Ari, take the wheel. Well, I think, you know, I think Mario Andretti said this. He said, winning isn't everything. Wanting to win is. Mm. And that's something that I have written up on the shop. Just because it's all about motivation, you know, that, that extra push in the last few laps and that never give up mentality. So that's sort of a quote that I've sort of has been ingrained within me for a long time. I've kind of stuck with me. And um, I think it's good. It's helped me along. And, and I think that is very important to have motivation and be passionate in, in everything you do. When you think about racing, how much of it, from a percentage-wise, if you could put a number on it, is wanting to win that mental game? I mean, it's kind of everything because at the end of the day, you know, if you're not the quickest car on the track, you know, there's still a possibility no matter what. And, um, you know, through conditions, through, especially off-road, through reliability, and there's just so many things that can change within a race. So if you have that mentality you're always going to, to end up ahead of the guy who's who's given up mentally. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a, another guest on Cars Yeah here who said the comment to me that when he changed his mindset one day to say, this race I'm going to win, when he sat down in the car, he had never even done that before. And when he did it, guess what? That's what he went out and did. So big part yeah. of the winning, yeah, is mental. Absolutely. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? You know, you're you were a young kid that grew up with a dad who was racing. I know that your grandfather was a racer, so but is there a point in your life when you really knew that you were a car guy? It's so hard because, you know, I think a lot of drivers in my position could attest to the fact that when you grow up around something, it just becomes second nature. You know, guys like Marco or been around racing their whole lives like myself i don't think there was a you know one moment i think there are moments throughout your career where as a as a racing driver it validates why you're doing this for a living you know whether it's through performance or uh, through just enjoyment out of doing what you love to do mm-hmm. and it's never been a job it's never been about earning a good living it's always been about just a passion for just for automobiles and for for racing in general. So for me, there hasn't ever been a real pivotal point. I think it's just, you know, basically it, it just has always been something that I've I wanted to do. And it's great that you have taken that passion and you're actually out there doing it. It's awesome. I'd love to crawl into the hood now and take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way in your racing career 
But the most important part of this, in addition to the actual situation, is how did you overcome that? What did it teach you? What did you learn from it? I think the biggest one that stands out, I think a lot of people will remember, is 2005, I attempted to qualify for the Indy 500. And at that point, I've been driving Indy Lights for a number of years, and I was very competitive, you know, finished one races, finished in the top consistently. And um, there was an opportunity to drive a car last minute for Greg Beck. So I had essentially a day and a half of practice before qualifying, before bump day. And I felt confident within myself that I could do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things that the chips didn't fall my way. The car never handled right. And even though I was pushing, you know, 12 tenths, it just wasn't going to happen. And uh, I was bumped out, you know, five minutes to go on bump day. Oh, gosh. And, you know, so, yeah. So it's one of those things where that's obviously a very character-building moment, you know, how you handle that. Mm-hmm. You know, we just kind of put our foot down, my, my dad and myself and our heads together, and we, we thought, okay, let's do the, the race next year, you know, without – much budget and with a lot of help from a lot of people we're able to string together a small budget and uh, qualify for the race so that was one of those things where you know as a driver I could have I could have given up right there and but I knew that I had the ability to qualify for the race and I still feel like there's unfinished business at Indianapolis Mm -hmm. so many people I've driven against you know that I feel like I'm equal or better than that are there currently and I'm not but you know that's sort of the face of racing and sometimes you get opportunities and and sometimes you don't so you know you have to create those opportunities obviously but um, we worked really hard at getting back there but unfortunately we haven't been back so sick. Well you know I've had a couple people here on Cars Yeah racers that have raced at Indy Lynn St. James and of course your father and both of them shared similar stories of the the challenges that that race, that one race brings forth and the fact that you've got to keep your chin up and so much like in racing, your eyes looking down the track, looking ahead, eyes up, eyes up, so that you'll get back there someday. And we're going to be rooting for you to do that someday. I'd love to see you out there on that track, following in your dad's footsteps at least one more time, but maybe a bunch more times. That would be really cool. Yeah, for sure. No. Oh, yeah. It's funny. Everyone's perception of an IndyCar driver is throughout the years, everyone's so young, you know, and when I look back at my dad's career, I believe he was, you know, in his early 30s when he started his IndyCar career. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, there's a lot of time still. Maybe not a lot of time, but there's still time. Right. And uh, definitely love to pursue that still. Well, there again, there's that great Lion Dyke attitude of looking ahead, looking forward, being positive, and uh, working towards finding a way to do things. Wonderful. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story when you had one of those rear real aha moments in your career. I like to say it's a time when the headlights came on and illuminated your way for a new direction that you wanted to follow. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. Well, I think, you know, for the most part, it was when Robbie Gordon gave me an opportunity to test one of these trucks, uh, the stadium super truck. Mm -hmm. I I didn't really know if I'd be good at it. You know, I've never done anything in motocross or on a dirt bike or on dirt. And I really kind of took to it. And he sort of pulled me under his wing and I drove, you know, the first half of his inaugural uh, season a few years ago. And then I kind of had this thought of like, this is kind of the way motorsports is going. And it's true. Like, if you look at the biggest growth in racing, I believe it's, I got to believe it's Robbie Series, Torque, and also uh, GRC. Because the races are really short Mm -hmm. and people's attention spans are shorter and shorter every day. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like 
yeah, so I felt like, okay, this is where I need to be right now. And um, the cost of racing is a lot less than IndyCar. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, okay, this is a good opportunity to change my career path. And I, and I met some great partners, Dunk. Uh, I met them, and they came on board, and they were my title sponsor. And then Hostel Wheels came on board. And, and now we have a really strong group of partners. And I feel like we have a really good shot next year at making some, some big waves in off-road. Very cool. Well, you know, race car drivers are entrepreneurs, and what you described there is a great pivot example of looking at your career and saying, well, which direction can I go? What fork in the road should I take? And uh, you definitely took a fork that is something completely different, but you've grasped it, you've handled it. Really proud of the fact that you've got these sponsors behind you to help support you because racing is so darn expensive. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. Really great. How about proudest moments in your racing career? Is there one in particular that stands out for you? Uh, it's so hard, but I mean, I think I think when you're young and you know building your character and and sort of kind of finding your way in your career, a lot of the lower formula races are important, and those are sort of things that kind of stick out in your head. Mm-hmm. And you know, from winning in a lot of different things, it actually is uh, a moment where I kind of went back to Europe and drove in Formula Ford when I was, I believe I was 18, and my grandfather was there, and I drove for my old team that I'd driven for a few years back, and it was just a one-off at uh, our home race in Dumfort, which mm-hmm. is in the Netherlands, where my dad and my grandfather have raced countless times, Yeah, and it was just such a cool race because I came from sixth and I finished third, and it was a one, two, three for our team. <laughs> it was just one of those moments where, like, you know, I saw my grandfather, and he was just like unbelievably happy and proud yeah. and he didn't have to say anything and it was just very cool to to see in his eyes that he knew that I had what it fit yeah. to become a successful driver and for a young a young guy like myself at that point I mean, that was really cool yeah oh man that must have been absolutely fantastic to have your father grandfather and your team great story I love that let's go back in time a little bit and talk a little bit about your first car and if you want to answer this question with your first race car that's okay as well but is there a car that was like your first really special car and if so what kind of memories do you have with that vehicle well i could do race car my first car my first car just drove the heck out of it because i was already racing at that point it was a it was a dodge stealth that my dad bought manual transmission and um yeah terrorized neighborhood that thing my first (laughs) race car was a uh, 78 Crosley, which was a Formula Ford 1600. Yeah. And what was great, what was cool about it, you know, I raced a little bit in SCCA after karting, and I uh, used to right foot brake because there was no other option in that car because the steering shaft kind of went between uh, your feet. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things where it was unique to drive in like an older, older car and, and feel like you could beat people in newer equipment. That felt good. Yeah. And uh, I split it with one of my dad's friends who owned the car, actually. He would let me race on his uh, used tires on Sunday after he raced on Saturday. <laughs> cool. So just kind of cool days where, you know, zero pressure, just having a lot of fun and, you know, driving an old Formula 4 that was still competitive. Yeah. Oh, sounds awesome. Now, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned that you let go that you really wish you had back in the garage? Um, You know, honestly, uh, one of the... First, I'm, I love trucks. Like I've always loved trucks mm-hmm. growing up. Because I feel like when you drive race cars, you don't really get the same sensation on the road. No matter if you own a Porsche or you own a Ferrari, they're just they're just never like an open wheel car sure. at speed. 
Yeah. So I've always kind of liked trucks and um, actually own, I still own one of the first cars I've ever owned, which is a 2001 Ford Lightning. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so it's our it's our shop truck and I still have that thing. And But as far as buyer's remorse or seller's remorse, you know, there isn't anything that uh, I've sold that I've been too heartbreaking up, heartbroken over. So I just kind of kept the one car that I got when I was younger that I really liked. Smart guy. <laughs> you don't yeah. know how many people I talk to that wish they had done that. So hang on to that thing. Don't let it go. Yeah. I know my dad has a few that he definitely regrets selling. Yeah. I mean, his Testarossa and his air-cooled uh, Carrera 4S. I, I know he's heartbroken over selling those things. He did mention the Porsche when we spoke last week, for sure. Yeah. But I know he's on the hunt for uh, another one, so I'm sure he'll eventually find one. How about current projects? Is there something you guys are working on right now or upcoming events that really have you excited and fired up? Well, the cool part about um, the short course off-road stuff is that, you know, a lot of the partners that we partner with are making products for that actual vehicle. Hmm. You know, when you get in the Indy car, you have a lot of sponsors on the, on the side of the car that have really no relation to cars, which mm-hmm. is kind of ironic, you know? Yeah. It's more of, it's, it's more of a business. But with our race series... Um, you know, Hofstra Wheels made this incredible wheel for us, super light, uh, very durable, and uh, we, you know, we we love it. And so it was, it was cool to, you know, sit down with the company and think about, okay, how will this be better? How can we gain an edge on the competition? And then have that company build it, produce it for us, and then, you know, test it on the racetrack. Right. And I think that's kind of the difference in the racing that we do now is we definitely utilize, you know, every one of the partners on that truck the products that we display. Very cool. Hey, let's give another shout out to your sponsors. Can you run through those guys real quick again? Yeah, sure. My title sponsor is Gunk. They're the leading automotive uh, engine cleaner. Yep. They've been around for, they're the market leader for 55 years. They've been around for over 90 years. Yeah. A privately owned company. Awesome, awesome to work with. Uh, Liquid Wrench. Uh, they're one of our bigger partners as well. And then we have um, Hostel Wheels, who just come on board this year, like like I said, mentioned before about developing that wheel. Uh, and then Cooper Tires, they've been a big supporter of us. All the tires that we use on the off-road truck are specific for that series. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it is definitely a, a tire war within our series. We have a few different manufacturers, and Cooper Tires has, has proven to be the best tire. So very proud of that partnership as well. So, yeah, it's, it's great. You know, you have to have those people around you to become successful, and, and they've stuck with me over the last couple of years and, and hopefully continue to grow that relationship even more and, and hopefully get some wins for them next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, kudos to all those great companies. Gosh, I remember using gunk back in the seventies when I bought my first car and yeah. having, to, having to clean the engine up cause it was kind of an old used car and spraying that stuff on and yeah, the thing looked brand new and it was done. So I think I went through a yeah. whole case of that stuff, but uh, it worked really great. Yeah, they make so many different products now. You know, they make a great engine degreaser. They make an all-purpose degreaser. You know, they have, obviously, brake cleaner. They have carb cleaner. Yeah. So they just are an overall a really good uh, solutions product. And and uh, it's just one of those things where it's great to have a partner like that because our shop is stocked. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's great. Now, here's a very introspective question. This kind of brings out how you feel about yourself in the world of cars. If Ari Jr. was a car, what kind of car would he be and why? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, uh, you know, picking your favorite child. 
<laughs> now, you got to understand, this isn't picking your favorite car. It's how you perceive yourself translated into an automobile. Right. Well, I feel like to be a transformer because I I wear many hats. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like the guys who I really look up, up to in racing are the guys who can drive anything. You know, the Tony Stewart's of the world, Robbie Gordon. And it's just one of those things that I think that I would be a transformer. I would transform from an Indy car into an off-road truck. I love it. <laughs> I, you know what? That is such an awesome answer. So appropriate for who you are and what you're doing right now in your career. And you are the first transformer here on Cars Yeah. So that's pretty cool <laughs> as well. I've gotten some very interesting answers to that question, but that one is very, very unique. I love it, Ari. So up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of Metrovac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. Metrovac is the right choice. Learn more today at Metrovac.com. Use discount code CARSYA20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at CARSYA.com slash sponsors. If you enjoy listening to Cars Yeah, then chances are you'll enjoy my weekly blog. So go to the Cars Yeah website, www.carsyeah.com, and click on the free book button, and I'll send you a free filler-up book, and you'll get my weekly blog full of wonderful inspirations, thoughts, and stories for entrepreneurs, business people, and automotive enthusiasts. Plus, you'll get your free copy of the filler-up book. Just click on the red free book button on the homepage at carsyad.com and it'll be coming your way. Okay, Ari, we're back and we're entering the last lap. You're a racer. You know what this means. The white flag is out. It's time to put our foot into it. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yep. What's the best racing advice you've ever received and who was it from? I'll never quit. Probably from my dad. <laughs> yes, he did say that <laughs> when I spoke yep. to him. Absolutely important for so many things, but especially racing. Never, ever quit until you cross that checkered flag. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? Uh, I think preparation. Hmm. You know, I think I think we live in, a, in an age now where you can't just go out there and drive fast. I think you have to prepare yourself, whether that's physically, mentally, um, competition is in, intense, so preparation. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've heard that from many of my guests who are race car drivers. It's so, so important. How about a resource? I know there are lots of resources out there, websites, maybe apps that you use, maybe it's blogs that you get, but is there one in particular you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? Um, well, I got to say GoPros. GoPro. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, I, you know, I, 
sounds a little bit like a plug, but it's not even not even like that. You know, when you can put something in a car and analyze analyze yourself and see it through that lens, and then have people help you along the way by looking at that footage, yeah. it's very important. So I always throw you know three to four GoPros on my race cars and you know go home at the hotel and and study that stuff. That's really important. Oh, yeah. You know, when GoPro first came out, the first time they were at SEMA, I was there with the company I was working with looking for products, and we sold their first GoPro. And I remember talking to the young man. He went to UCSD where I went to college, and he had this idea for this little funky camera. And I think at the time it only shot about five minutes worth of viewing, if that. It was very short. And I thought, man, once they get this thing working better, this is going to be an awesome product for so many people. And gosh, look where they stand now. But multi-billion dollar company. So wonderful products. Yeah. We, get, we need to get them behind you and sponsoring you. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> give them a call. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. How about a book? I know there's a lot of great books out there. But is there one book in particular you can think of that you've read that you really think the Cars Yow listeners would enjoy reading? That's a tough one. You know, I'm just I'm just a race nut, so I just you know subscribe to all the all the big magazines. Autosport being, I think, one of the better ones. Racer magazine. That's sort of where I go to get my indulgence for the the car life, sure. the racing life. Okay. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to these resources at carsyad.com/slash Ari Leindyke Jr. And if you just put Ari in the search bar, his show notes page will pop right up. And there's another great place here on the Carsyad yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where you can learn and find all the books that past guests have recommended here at Cars Yeah as well. Ari, do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars and racing? Um, I've just taken up cycling. I think it's really good. I just did my first 70-mile race, which was uh, eye-opening, and it was uh, such a great pastime. And we, you know, in Arizona, we have such beautiful weather that that's sort of, I like to be outside. I like hiking, cycling, anything physical, really. Yeah. Great. Wow, a 70-mile race. That was your first first race on a bike, and it was 70 miles? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> My grandfather actually used to race bicycles before he before he turned to racing cars. Oh, wow. And so it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of full circle. So I've asked my dad to dig up some old pictures of him and um, so I can post them. But, but, yeah, so I've kind of picked that up. Uh, a few of my friends ride now, and uh, it's really enjoyable. Very cool. All right, Ari, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car, and I'll include collector truck or collector race car in this option for you in your garage, but you can't buy it and sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. You're going to have to keep it, but money's no object. Today I'm going to write that big sponsor check that you want to always want to have. What would that one vehicle be and why? I think it would be... Senna's McLaren from when he won the championship. Ooh. I think that would just be an amazing race car to have. Mm-hmm. And if money were no object, then I would drive it in vintage events and have it maintained. Oh, yeah. But I think that would be a very cool car. Tell me, which car was that? I believe it was the MP4. The MP4, okay. Well, that would be pretty fun. I raced vintage cars for about 13 years, I think it was, and uh, it's a really fun way to go out and have some fun. And for those of us who are complete amateurs, it's somewhat safe compared to the competitive nature that you guys in the professional world have. But uh, I think you'd have a lot of fun in Senna's car. That'd be great. Senna's one of my uh, racing champions. Uh, loved watching him race in the day and have so many of his quotes that I use as uh, guidance for the things I do. So I think I think that's a great choice. 
Ari, you have taken me on a great ride today. I really appreciate you taking time out from your uh, trip here before you jump on the airplane, go back to the shop and get ready for SEMA. But is there one parting piece of guidance you could offer our listeners before you drive off down the racetrack in Senna's championship car? Oh, man. (laughs) Getting very introspective here. What a difficult interview. (laughs) Yeah, I would say uh, the one piece of advice is click the visor down and focus forward. (laughs) I like that. Visor down and focus forward. And of course, eyes up, eyes up down the track on what's coming up. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing these days and your racing? Um, I would say my website, that's rejunior.com. Or you can always follow me on Twitter or Instagram, and that handle is at rejunior. Awesome. Great. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything we've talked about today at carsyad.com. Just put Ari, A-R-I-E, in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop right up. Ari, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.